Welcome to the Next Level Show, a health and fitness podcast with a little bit of life. Hosted by Jonathan Alvarez, Gabriel Contreras, and Mike Nillis. We hope you enjoy this episode. Welcome back to the Next Level Show. So, like someone told me in the last episode, I seem a little low as far as energy. And I'm not going to lie, I was ridiculously sleepy yesterday um, on the last episode, mind you. But were you on one HP? I probably was. Um, so, this Flashing episode, red. I'm going to turn it up just a notch, not on my volume but just on my energy, my mood, my, even though I was in a good mood, I loved last episode's conversation. I love mindset mind Monday episodes. I think they're for our listeners. I don't know if, how you guys are enjoying those episodes. Let us know at any given point, please. But we personally love making them because it's stuff that we talk about every day with our clients, with our friends or peers, you name it, even just amongst ourselves on this podcast. Um, but today's episode we're gonna tell. We're gonna give you the solution to your weight loss. We're gonna give you the 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 steps, the tangible things you can do, because a lot of times it's like I've tried everything, right? You hear I've tried everything, nothing works. I tried this diet, I tried that diet. Um, I that's just I just don't know what's wrong with me. And the truth of the matter is, in our experience working with countless people, it all boils down to a lot of things. Well, to one main thing. A lot of things come into play, but the main thing that we can, we come back to is you have absolutely no clue how much you consume on a regular basis. And regardless of whatever diet you did for X amount of time, I don't know. I've, I've tried to like kind of overlook these things too, because I know that the stigma, this particular piece of advice gets, um, on other scales, but I think they're also kind of obnoxious claims or rebuttals, or I don't know how you call that, like stuff that's going to go against what the advice you're giving. That's pretty common sense, pretty straightforward. They want to complicate it, make it and sell you on their, maybe their notion. But the truth of the matter is so much value in tracking your calories, tracking your nutrition, tracking your macronutrients, learning how to do these things is super and fundamental and super important for long-term I want to say long-term health with your, well, long-term nutrition. Um, the problem is that if you follow a meal plan, you follow a diet for X amount of time, sure, you'll get some change. You'll see some results. Maybe you'll get super shredded following your bodybuilder coach's meal plan. The problem is that you didn't learn anything when it came to your nutrition. Why tracking is so important for somebody that's coming in this and having this like this thing against it where they feel like it's obsessive. This is this common things we hear. It's obsessive. It's annoying. It's time consuming. It's too hard. It's way too complicated. I just, I just give me the answer. The problem is that this is probably one of the easiest, least cost efficient type ways of learning. Did I say something wrong, Mike? Most cost efficient. Most cost efficient, sorry, yes. most cost efficient way. Thank you for to, <laughs> to, to learn, to learn about energy balance, which is a, it's a fundamental scientific fact. It's, you can't, you know, you can't dispute that. Um, energy is important. Understanding the, the nutrient profiles of these calories, which are, you know, your macronutrients and going deeper, your micronutrients. It is challenging at first. Yes, there is a learning curve to this, but I guarantee you one thing to anyone listening to this, it is a definitely a, an amazing beginning step to give you, get you on the right track. 
And it's not something that you have to do forever where you have to be so neurotic about it, but it's a good starting point to, like I said, get you in the right direction. So you can finally start to understand what is it that you're really doing? Because not only are you going to understand numbers and, and like we said, energy balance and understand where you're at, you're also going to understand your behaviors. You're going to learn why, when you do certain things, it can kind of really bring the slight. And I think that is one of the things that people dislike about it because you start to see the ugly truth in the, uh, the ugly truth is that you're ugly. No, no, I'm kidding. It's um, you're beautiful, but it's, it's more so the fact that you probably, there's nothing wrong with you. There's nothing fundamentally wrong with you hormonally. Um, you know, everything is okay. The truth of the matter is that you just, you eat poorly. You eat like shit, bottom line. And that's okay. But this is what tracking is going to do is going to highlight where maybe there is some stuff that we can improve on and start making subtle adjustments in the right direction. I'll leave it kind of open here for us to discuss. Boys, what do you think? Mike? Well, I think that it's fair to say that there's some people out there that are going to feel like it's obsessive going through and doing this tracking your calories, you know, putting your broccoli on a food scale, um, scanning barcodes on your chicken and figuring out how many ounces that chicken weighs, um, and doing that every day. But it's, it's really not, it's more information gathering and for information collecting. Um, and it's, it's being used for your own good. Um, I would say, you know, if there's there's worse things that you could be obsessing over if this even was an obsession you could you could spend all your money on on legos as a as a 32 year old man with a kid that would be kind of unhealthy in my opinion unless your intent is to resell them i'm that's not me by the way um speaking for a friend but well point point being this is this is to improve <laughs> you right i mean you know how, how many times have we been to the place where we want a change and we do anything for it and then you know here comes jonathan without a shirt silver platter the word calorie tracking on it and you're like oh no that's that's wow. too much i don't want to do that like why why the is the am i on the platter no, no, no. You're holding the platter. Oh, okay. Okay. But the calorie tracking so you, is on. Where's the this going? It's getting weird. So <laughs> it's just, you know, there's, there's so many of these other ridiculous options that people are so willing to jump into um, super intense group training or, um, you know, little pills that promise to lose weight or whatever else, who, who the fuck knows what's in there. And this is, this is like the, the truest and most purest way that you can actually go about doing this. You can still eat the foods you like. It's almost like you're creating your own meal plan, you know, and we're talking about your health here. Is that is like, is your health not something to be focused on to actually give a shit about? And the thing that I like the most about this is that it does teach you to just to kind of reiterate what Jonathan's already said. I mean, you have no idea what's in a sweet potato or a chicken breast. You don't have the ability to guess how many calories are in there. You don't know about micronutrients, macronutrients. It's learning these things. And then once you learn that and get a habit built and have done this for a while, you don't need to do it as much or as 
often, I, I should say, because sometimes it is nice to go back and, you know, if you want to go into a de- deficit, you can kind of eyeball it, but use calorie tracking to make sure you're doing it, but doing it right. And then the, the last little bit is just don't get stuck on the word perfection because it's, it doesn't need to be perfect. It just needs to be close. You know, there's so many ways to go about tracking accurately that, you know, getting and never starting because you can't do it perfectly is, is just one of the silliest things. And I've, I've had people tell me that because, you know, those, those tracking apps aren't perfect. And to be honest, I've done the math. I've pulled out pen and paper and tracked things on pen and paper and then tracked things in on, on the app. And then, yeah, the numbers are off a little bit on the app and I'm totally okay with it because it doesn't have to be perfect. Even if you're only tracking lunch and dinner, and then you have whatever the fuck you want for breakfast and you do that six days out of the week and Sunday, you just eat normal and don't eat like an asshole. You're probably still going to see some pretty good results from that. And it's not even perfect. That's maybe 80% adherence, which is really all you need. It doesn't have to be a hundred percent all the time. Um, I'm going to leave some words for Gabe now speak, please. Yeah, this is it. Like you mentioned, uh, John, this is one of the most cost efficient ways because what does it take? You're not changing anything. You're not paying for any kind of service. You're not, you don't need to pay for an app. You don't need to pay for extra fancy food that gives you information on it. It's, it's right there. Now, let's just say you happen to pick a particular food that has no barcode to scan or nothing. Then you just type in, you know, banana, apple, sweet potato, measure it if you can. You know, ideally you would want to do that. And there you go. Now for the people that kind of like to your point, Mike, that says that, well, it's not so accurate, but yet you swear on how much calories are being burnt based on what the treadmill tells you. Oh, I love that. Oh, yes. Right. So what's the difference? I mean, you go by that, you go by your watch, which is worse. Oh yeah. And the treadmill part, not the watch. Yeah. So, and then you go by your watch. Right, it's telling you what your heart rate is, what your um, I don't know calories uh, that you burnt are, how many steps you take. You know, these kind of things aren't you know 100% accurate. I mean, they're consistent, but they're they're not accurate. So why would you take those to heart, but not the information that you have here for your tracking? It's it it and it <clears throat> and it's and also, so I had someone track. And I was blown away by one a particular number um, for them that I kind of addressed with them. And it was one, their protein levels were pretty low. And I said, hey, you know, we need to just increase this. And if we want to make sure we, um, uh, we go in the right direction, we need to increase it. They were like really, really, really low. And they didn't know. They just, they, to them, they assumed that they were eating enough as far as in regards to protein. And then two, um, sodium levels were like through the roof. And he's oh, like, yeah. well, I don't, I don't put any salt on anything. And I was just like... It's your bread. (laughs) (laughs) And then he just looked shocked and he was just like, I told him, I don't know, the, the, you know, the secret winning lottery numbers, you know, it it, it just totally blew his mind. So these kind of things would help you to um, identify why you feel a certain kind of way. Oh, I feel super. I always feel bloated at, you know, 10 o'clock in the morning. I don't know why. Oh, turns out, according to my tracking, I am always eating a bagel at nine or nine thirty which would maybe equate to that. So it'll just help you in the long run to just, like you said, uh, informational purposes to that same, you know, individual. 
It was just like, oh, you know, I don't eat well. I don't eat all that great all, all the time. And I was just like, I don't care. You know, I, it's not good, bad or anything. This is just informational. And then what can we do? Oh, hey, I, I see that I, <clears throat> you know, now I, I'm eating uh, or I'm drinking, you know, in a, in a whole week, uh, two 12 packs of Coke. I, I didn't really realize it was that much now that I have this number in front of me, even though I'm the one that's going out to the store and buying it. That's besides the point. I didn't realize it was this much. Okay, well, let me just go to 23 cans in a week, you know, and slowly start decreasing that or make or, or just trying to get ahead of it in some kind of way. So it's just informational. And, and it's it, it doesn't matter. Like nobody cares. I don't care. Whatever you can you can you can put down there that you have a, you know, a full cake each and every single day. I don't give a shit. Okay, at least now. Okay, good. Now we can make some small, some small, steady progresses to the right direction. Yeah, I like the awareness that goes into this when people don't realize, you know, how many cans of soda you're drinking, or the fact that your bread of all things is high in sodium. Um, and that can be pretty eye-opening for people because you just you brainlessly drink however many cans of Coke or whatever throughout the day and you just move on with your life. And that's just how it is. You don't realize you're getting, you know, potentially a thousand calories and sugar, depending on how much you're drinking and just eliminating that or working on that can get you pretty easy results. And it'll probably make you feel a hell of a lot better too. Um, by the way, the meme of the day is going to be, it's your bread. Cause that was, <laughs> that was good. I love it. Yeah. No. So something that comes to mind here, I, I know some people are probably listening and it's like, I'm just, I'm not going to do this. You know, they're listening to this and if you've made it this far, kudos. Um, but you're probably thinking, I'm not going to do this. I'm not going to follow this. I just don't enjoy it. I don't like it. I even had an online client that started with me and this was one of the requirements to working with me, especially virtually. I need to be able to see what you're doing because if I don't, I'm already not seeing you work out. I'm not seeing what you're doing at all, except for maybe some FaceTime calls if we do so. But besides that, I don't see what you're doing. I need you to track. But a lot of people are thinking like, well, I'm just going to do this intuitively. I'm just going to do this intuitively. I'm going to do it like based on what I, I can eyeball. I'm just going to do portion control. But the truth of the matter is you don't understand portion control. You don't understand how to listen to your body, especially the average person that is like you guys were mentioning soda. You guys are drinking a lot of your calories. Maybe you're not a soda drinker. Maybe like this doesn't apply to me. Maybe you're a person that goes to Dunkin' or Starbucks every morning and gets these like big frappuccinos with like a bunch of whipped cream and sugary stuff in it. And it's like just like five, 600 calorie bomb in the morning um, to start your day. You know, just pay attention to a lot of these things that are hijacking um, your body's ability to understand and regulate hunger um to differentiate differentiate blah, i'm totally butchered that word between hunger and cravings um because a lot of times we're, we're more we just go based on a craving a sensation we want something sweet when maybe you're just lacking either you're not hydrated maybe you just need more protein in your diet maybe you just need other nutrients that your body needs and maybe sometimes you just eat out of habit more so than anything um so before we get into intuit i think intuitive eating is a great place to head towards but i can even say right now that i couldn't necessarily go on a very um full-blown intuitive eating uh protocol because even me, I introduce, I like sweets. I like ice cream. I like things that are, you know, hyper palatable. So it does also affect me as well. And if I'm honest with myself, I do, if I ever want to set balance myself out, I do believe that even me at this point, knowing what 
roughly five or six ounces of meat look on a platter. I need to be able to track this, gather that information for myself. And I encourage you to do the same because you don't have to, like I said, do it forever, but I need you to understand because if you've never seen an inch or foot by based on a ruler, you just, you don't know what a foot looks like. You don't know what an inch looks like. That's why if you, people that ha, are in the profession of, you know, measuring and, and, and doing jobs that require specific calculations and measurements, they get really good at calculating how much this space is in between this particular object, whatever. It's crazy and how that works. And I was used to work in construction. So I know like I was actually able to very accurate to gauge where certain things were on the wall to hang and mount things. And that was based on a couple of years of consistently measuring distances within. And now I can eyeball things like that. Same thing goes with my nutrition. Okay. And, and these people still measure. Yeah. They, they don't eyeball measure. stuff. You, you know, They're you like, don't want someone like you're, you're building a house like, oh, it'll be fine. Yeah. You're an obsessive architect. You're an obsessive, you know, cabinet installer. That's just, you could just look at it. It's just intuitive. No, it's in, and like I said, it, obviously this is a little bit different in nutrition. You can even apply this to finances. It's crazy how people also probably another big stigma around tracking is probably that they get called obsessive. They're too obsessed with their food. They're too obsessed with fitness. Um, but it's like, you won't go to someone that's trying to save for their retirement or save to buy a home or save to get out of debt. And they're tracking their finances. They're not, you're not most likely not going to hear someone be like, you're just too obsessive with money. You're just too obsessive with, you know, tracking your, your, your finances. That's just crazy. You got to stop that. You're, you know, but I don't understand why someone feels the need to either say that or even think that maybe no one has ever told you this, but this is just you and your own mind justifying things. Um, But I like the tracking thing, especially for the beginning. Sure. Are there ways that we've talked about on the show of how to go about, you know, maybe limiting certain uh, uh, portions down, uh, maybe getting yourself into a, a deficit by not tracking? Yes, we've discussed that on other episodes. Um, but you know what's going to happen eventually? Eventually, you're going to have to come to a point where maybe you want to do something. And you may have to go to that tracking, use the app, get more specific to get that extra bit of maybe stubborn body fat or chase a performance for maybe a sport that you're doing, marathon running, you would aim in 5Ks, whatever you're doing, you may eventually have to do it. So I love it when my clients are green, fresh, new into the gym world. Let's start here. Very basic. You're already starting. You're already learning exercise. Great. Cool. I'm not going to overwhelm you there. I'm also not going to overwhelm you with macros and nutrient timing and like all these different things. I just want you to become aware of what you're doing so I can then help you the best and most appropriate way that your body needs. Um, I think that's kind of like a big thing for me that I've noticed. I don't know about you guys, like stuff that you might hear or points that come across. Yeah, well, I have um, I have a client that's doing really, really well with tracking right now. Um, she's she she's even to the point now where I've I, I do calorie undulation with her. Um, normally, with somebody, just to keep it simple, I just say you know stick between fifteen hundred and seventeen hundred calories, or I say two thousand calories or whatever, and just kind of float around there. With her, I'm literally giving her different numbers for different days based on the workout requirements, her body's requirements. Like we've got a really, really dialed in, which is one of the, that's, that's calorie undulation. Yeah. So calorie undulation is basically taking averages. So 
with this person in particular, I know that roughly right now at this exact moment in time, roughly 16 to 1700 calories would be like a, a pretty decent deficit for her, but it's not quite enough food most of the time for her. So basically we're subtracting a little bit on some days. So maybe dipping down into 1500 on days where she's not really doing anything like a Sunday. Um, and then we're adding those calories on other days so that the average at the end of the week, she's technically in a calorie deficit, but on a day-to-day -day basis, sometimes it's a little bit more. And sometimes she's actually more at like a maintenance level. Um, so we're, we're, we're manipulating, we're undulating the calories on a day-to-day -day basis. Um, and I don't do that with, I think she's the only person I've ever done that with because she's been so consistent with tracking. She's given mm -hmm. me so much consistent information that I'm actually able to confidently say, you know, this seems like a good route for you, first of all. And we, we both have a good understanding of your metabolism at this point and how you respond to high carb, low carb sodium, you know, you're, you're staying on top of everything so well. And she even took it to the point where she, before we started this, she was trying to eat intuitively and it wasn't working. And she herself decided to get back to tracking because it just worked so much better, even with all the experience, even with being able to eyeball how much she was eating, just being able to look on a screen and keeping herself accountable it worked so much better for her and it is still working so much better for her. And she's got it to a point where I don't think she even thinks about it anymore. It's just kind of part of her, the way she does it. And I know for a fact that, you know, we're all, we're, we're all creatures of habit. I, I know what I'm having for dinner tonight. I don't know about you guys, but I know what I'm having. And so does she, and she actually like, figures out what she's going to have for dinner before she has it. And then she logs it into the app. So she knows exactly how much rice to take out, how many ounces of ground beef to put in on the rice, how many, you know, how many little sprinkles of cheese does she get? And then she just goes on about eating her meal and she enjoys the time with her husband. And then she sits on the couch and watches Netflix to, to chill. She doesn't sit there and, you know, pull the phone out at dinner and, you know, make a, make a fool of herself in front of her husband. She'd rather spend that time with him. So she does. And she just plans ahead and does it that way. And it works out really, really well for her. Gabe. Yeah. This is something that's that right there. Calorie indulation. That's something that's can, it's more like an advanced kind of technique because you're it essentially is. saying, okay, uh, why, you know, you're appropriately fueling your body based on what you will do during the day and what you will do yesterday, what you will do tomorrow. So uh, if I have little to not so much activity today, I'm going to undulate or go lower than my maintenance for today. And if I'm going to do, you know, some heavy strenuous activity tomorrow, then that's the day that I go a little bit more because my body needs a bit a little more fuel. Yeah, essentially. So that's something that can be uh, used, but that's not where most people are. You know, that's like we just said, like an advanced technique. And in order to kind of get there, you got to do all of these little things of tracking con consistently, uh, because how can you get to that point from like, you know, not even really knowing what is the number that you that you give is actually too much or too little, then you can't reap the benefits of uh, of, of this process. 
Mm-hmm. So that's why it's, it's well, it's a great tool to use. It's not for most because most people aren't there. And if you want to get there, you got to do all these steps like tracking before you get there. And if you don't want to, if you're like, oh, this is tracking is just so stupid. It makes no damn sense. Okay. You're saying that because you never done it because you think that you're not good at it because you think it's going to take so much time out of your day when it really doesn't. And look at to your point, like to, to, to your, to your client, like she does it in the morning because she knows exactly what she's going to have. Boom. That's it. It's out of the way. If anything, she can yeah. refer back to it saying, oh, how much is it again? Oh, it's going to be this amount. Oh, is it six ounces or eight ounces? Oh, okay. It's this much. Exactly. So then she, it, 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 it almost takes it out of the, the guessing game for you because you won't be saying to yourself, oh shit, what am I, you know, staying at the fridge or at the pantry? Like, well, what the hell is going to be for dinner tonight? I don't know. You know, instead of doing that, oh, let me just refer back to my uh, to my app. Oh, it's going to be this for dinner, or this is what I'm going to have today, or this is what I'm allotted for based on what my um, my goals are. Yeah, and it's it, it really is. It seems at, at face value, it may seem restrictive, um, and it, it's actually pretty no, liberating actually because the opposite. Yeah, it's once you get into the right groove, you know, maybe maybe you do make the choice. I I don't like how much I'm eating. I wish I could eat more. You can do that with calorie tracking. You have to be careful, but you can make it happen because your metabolism will respond to it. And since you are tracking your calories, you can do a very modest increase over time and your body will adapt to it. And you won't necessarily have to put on a bunch of weight while you're doing it. Um, a, A really easy way to explain calorie undulation is basically saying like, which burns more calories, a really intense leg day or a really intense arm day? (laughs) Your your arms are small compared to your legs. If you blast your legs for an hour and blast your arms for an hour, you're going to be way more tired after legs. Um, So you can safely assume that requires more calories. So on leg day, you can eat a little bit more arm day. Not so much. Um, I even did this a little bit with um, Jonathan, but the thing that I probably benefited from the most from calorie tracking was realizing that, I could be doing better Um, because I was kind of winging it and half-assing it sometimes and guessing. And my results were good, but I wanted them to be better. And, you know, the workouts were going great. My form and strength and all this, all these things happening in the gym were good. And I was looking at my calorie tracking, like this seems to be the culprit and there was wiggle room to improve. And so that was something that I could get a little bit more dialed in. You know, I got good results, guessing on some things and kind of winging it a little bit. And and then I decided to take it more seriously. And then I got more serious results out of it. So like there's levels to this. You don't have to go into this thinking I'm going to get shredded with a six pack and half-ass my calorie tracking. You can kind of half-ass your tracking and get pretty decent results. I mean, it, it really depends on what you're looking for, but it doesn't have to be, you know, all in zero to a hundred, you know, you can, you can start at 10 or 20. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the thing, the thing about undulation, about the undulation thing you guys brought up, you you guys have mentioned advanced. And I think that undul, undulating your calories is kind of what you do naturally as a person. Um, it's very n- uh, normal behavior, but it's a, when I know what you guys are saying when it comes to uh, when an advanced thing, because you purposely do it 
with intention. There's a difference when you do it, but naturally, if you pay attention, this is why I love the tracking of just getting like the first week to two weeks from a person. Cause you'll see maybe the days that they're super busy at work or if they, depending on what type of job they may eat very little, but they are making up those calories somewhere else. Um, eventually, because eventually their body's going to ask for that energy. It's going to be like, I'm hungry. You know, I'm not satisfied. You can go a couple of days of low calorie, which mo- most people do. They go a couple of low days and they're like, I just don't eat that much. And they think about those days that they don't eat. But I had a client that I let her track on the weekend and just on the weekend alone, just for one meal, she ate more than she did on the other days that Mm -hmm. were low calorie. And this is what I'm saying. There's usually nothing inherently wrong with you. It's just that the the lack of consistent tracking and being honest with tracking the foods that may make you feel like, damn, I eat this and I eat a lot of it. And I know that this could trigger someone that maybe has a bad relationship with food. Um, obviously there's a attack tackling this with sensitivity. Empathy is going to be super important. Understanding as the reason as to why maybe I'll wing my approach a little bit differently to kind of accommodate these things. But uh, eventually I want these people to become, if they're trying to just deny it, I want them to eventually become aware, obviously focusing on other things. But even if you say you have a poor relationship with food and they may trigger you, obviously I would consider working with a professional that's going to help you um, mentally with it. But, uh, but I also won't be an asshole and be like, ha, I caught you. I'll be like, look, awesome. Cool. These are just numbers. This is data for you. Um, do you see kind of, how did you feel? How did, you know, what was going on, what was going on when you, uh, in your mind, when you, when you, when you, when you wanted to pick this food, for example, and just having this open conversation. So tracking data, tracking calories, isn't just to be a robot, but it's also to understand what we talked about at the beginning is your behaviors, your reasons why you gravitate towards and make specific decisions. Um, the, the main other thing that I love about this more than the, just nutrient, the, the meal plan option is because tracking calories and taking control of that. It also teaches you flexibility, flexible, quote unquote, dieting. That's like how this thing became so big um, was because people were making substitutions to specific foods uh, that had a similar nutrient profile. So if they didn't want ground beef with the same like fat profile, they would switch over to uh, ground turkey, for example, or they would substitute maybe a chicken breast for a other lean source of protein. Um, and they and you have the flexibility to make these choices. So your you your eating never gets stale and super boring and almost like a hassle. I always tell clients you should enjoy nutrition. You should enjoy eating a particular way. If you can find fulfillment and enjoyment with your current eating protocol, whatever that is, you're more likely to adhere to it. And if we can kind of track and figure out things that just work within your calorie budget, if you will, you're going to be having a blast. You're never going to feel like you're restricted, that you can have certain foods. Um, obviously the specifics in context matters here, but you can have and, and bounce around certain ideas and, and recipes and just make this whole health experience not so daunting. Yeah, it, it really is. I don't know about... Um... <laughs> I think you covered that part pretty well. You mentioned something uh, earlier about like your mindset around food and all, all that. And that kind of reminded me of one of my other clients that's 
she's she's i'm trying to get her to into tracking but for now it's just i could we we can talk about food at least so we usually start our sessions off with you know how how was your weekend what did you have where'd you go that sort of thing um and then it literally does just become this conversation about you know why did you go towards that instead of something else like we've talked about this you know that going for a cheeseburger as opposed to chicken breast and vegetables or whatever even when you are going out it's pretty clearly, you know, chicken breast is going to be the the, the the better option in this situation. So why do you gravitate towards the cheeseburger? And then that leads into, you know, what other conversation that we're having, if she's stressed out or if she's just, you know, feeling unmotivated or whatever. And it just opens up the door to, to her brain, to her mindset of like, what's going on that's leading you to this choice. And you can do that yourself with tracking where you can look back and say, you know, why did I why did I get a cheeseburger? Why was I craving potato chips? Why did I kill an entire carton of ice cream? You can have these conversations with yourself, even if you don't want to tell your trainer that you ate a whole carton and kind of get to the bottom of these things and really find out what, what, what is making you tick. That's, that's leading you towards this kind of stuff. Um, Cause that's really where the most benefit comes from. In my opinion is just the, the awareness, the mindset around it, figuring out the why behind your choices and then trying to figure out what you could do about that. Why? Absolutely. I think that just stop demonizing this, this advice that I hear so many people like bash tracking and, and sure it goes deeper than a calorie deficit. You need more context with that advice in Obviously, we're giving you different case scenarios with the tracking that is applicable. I feel that most of you can take something, if not all of you on this podcast can take away something from it because it's not just one way, one protocol. This is a tool of many things out there just to get you on the right foot, to stop spinning your wheels, to stop feeling like there's something inherently wrong with you and addressing potential. Some people, it might be an ugly realization, like, holy cow, like I'm there's something deeper here. There's something that goes way past just like my depression or my anxiety. I need to address these things and being okay with the discomfort of coming to the realization that maybe we need to work on some stuff. And everyone, everyone that's going to track, everyone that's going to put this together is going to have something to work on. Even us on this podcast, if we're completely honest with ourselves, we're like, okay, well, I'm kind of dropping the ball here. Maybe I'm skipping fiber on these days. Maybe I'm not getting enough vegetables. Maybe I've been a lazy ass and I've been eating Chipotle like multiple times a week, aka me. Um, so, so it's like, it's everyone can have something to work on and they're going to be different degrees and different levels, obviously. If you need that extra support, that extra help, then seek the professionals that are qualified to help you through this process. But when people say that some people shouldn't, I just think sometimes when you delay and baby a situation, in some cases, it can prolong processes that can happen and stuff that can obviously be empathetic about the situation. But I don't like shying away from people uh coming to terms with this same thing with this we talked about uh, weighing yourself on the scale you know having this relationship and fear around a, a thing a, an object that doesn't even speak usually unless you have a talking scale it's just it's just a thing that you stand on and same thing with this uh with this with this app or this weight scale for your food it doesn't do anything it's just a, a tool that we can make our lives easier and and now we have so much technology that can kind of literally tell us okay this is roughly where you're at dude 
what can you do to fix it? Cool. I'm going to start making these minor tweaks. Awesome. Cool. I'm hitting my goals. I'm roughly on tar. I'm roughly on track. I'm pretty much almost hundred percent. I don't care about being a hundred, but you're pretty much hundred percent, 80, 90%. Cool. That's more than suffice. Just keep going and then keep doing changes. And eventually you you eat, you find a pattern or a way of eating or a way about handling your nutrition. Once you get to that place that, that you're happy with weight wise, muscle wise, uh, body fat wise, performance, whatever. And you can kind of hover around there and there might be some fluctuations, but then you don't have to rely on endlessly tracking this. You can, you can be free and take a break and relax. And this is just literally just to help you not to stress you out and add more crap to your plate. Yeah. Um, I have some, some tips for tracking. Um, if you want to do some little, you know, little, little doggy bag, little to go bag. Um, <laughs> We just call our listeners doggies. Yeah. Little little puppers. Little heckin', heckin good doggos. Um Doge. I, I think I feel I feel like it's pretty fair for me to say that a, a, a kitchen scale is basically non-negotiable in this. Um mm-hmm. it doesn't have to be a high quality signed by Emerald Lagasse or Guy Fieri. It can be from Walmart for like seven bucks. Um it just has to be close enough. I'm pretty sure it operates on the same gravity as the rest of the planet. So kitchen scale and weigh as much as you possibly can uh from personal experience boil in a bag rice frozen vegetables um even to some extent check the sodium on it but the pre-cooked like little chicken slices that you can get that are frozen like the grilled Mm -hmm. chicken slices Mm -hmm. check the sodium but all those things are pretty fair substitutes it you don't have to be eating like a fucking instagram model to do this. It can be shortcuts. You can absolutely use shortcuts and you probably won't see any negative side effects. Again, check the sodium always, please. Sodium. It's in everything, even bread. More, an easy way to combat oh. that, drink a lot of water. Yes, that is. Yeah. I mean, that just goes, just drink all the water. Um, And then if, if you're having a birthday or an anniversary or a night out, as long as it's like, as long as you're not celebrating a birthday every single day, don't fucking worry about it. Just get back on track afterwards. You know, it's, if you really want to go that far with it and and be upset about having birthday cake at 8 PM on a Friday, go into the gym on Saturday morning and have a really good session. You kind of just made up for it and then get back on track. It doesn't have to be, you know, super strict all the time. You're not going to stick to it. You're not going to enjoy it. Be a human, enjoy the process, cheat when you can scan barcodes. That's another one. Most have barcode scanner. Pretty much everything has a barcode now. And, you know, are you going to get caught up over whether the apple that you're having is small, medium, or large? Maybe, but look at the difference. It'll be like a 10 calorie difference between the three because there's not shit in apples. So just pick one and move on. Don't get caught up. On your notion of uh, of you know just use a barcode, you know I said I was explaining this to some to to uh, to someone. I said, hey, you know, just make sure to scan stuff. They things have barcode. Oh no, we eat pretty healthy. Okay, <laughs> okay. I, I don't mean to insin- insinuate that a barcode means you know a packaged or some type of pro- high you know heavily processed <laughs> item. If I go to Costco. I need to scan my, you know, my, uh, my, my bag of let, uh, you know, spinach mm-hmm. in order for them to charge me. Guess what I'm scanning? A barcode. A fucking barcode. Yeah. Yeah. So just, yeah. just, just that. Well, even just use the barcode. 
okay, let's let's assume this person goes to the farm Farmer's and market. picks it and just grabs yeah. it and puts it in their little, you know, planet friendly reusable, reusable bag right. and all that stuff. Throw it on the scale, type in SPI and click the first fucking result. Enter in however much it weighed, boom, you're done. It takes Does it matter if it's cooked or uncooked? 30 seconds. I'm sure it does, but you know what? That's not something. Actually, that's another point. I think that technically it does matter if it's cooked or uncooked, especially with meat, but it's not something that you should necessarily worry about so much. Yeah, it's really, yeah, it's, it's not, it doesn't that really matter at, at that the much. beginning. Yeah. I <laughs> Which mean, is I'm, what I wanted to get to because I'm sure these, you know, this is a question that some people might say, oh shit, I totally forgot to, um, to weigh my food. Now it's cooked. Now I, I can't. never do it raw. Or, or the other way around where it's like, oh, I'm supposed to, you know, measure it. And, and, you know, at the you know, I don't want people to not measure or bypass the step of tracking because they didn't get it at the quote unquote right time. It really yeah. doesn't matter. And you I mean, the right it, time when you can. Honestly, I mean, I, there, there's going to be different results based on the food, you know, uh, does meat weighs less after you cook it. Um, I feel like Rice is a pretty obvious one where it's boiling in water. It's absorbing water, so it's going to weigh more. Um, so, yeah, there's a difference, but rice is absorbing water. Calories aren't How about just water. be consistent? If you do it, you know, cooked, one way, just con stick continue with that. doing it one way. That, that's if exactly you do what it, I was going to say. Uh, yeah. You know, before, you know, you throw the rice in the bowl, in the water, excuse me, then continue doing that. Yeah, exactly. I just always go for... My personal preference, I've done it for years, is just I just weigh everything cooked because that's what I'm going to put in my mouth at that exact moment. It's easier. It's more convenient than trying to weigh out pieces of steak that are maybe bigger that I might cut up or whatever, or rice because I make a big pot of rice. I'm not going to try to weigh what I think is the portion I'm going to consume. I just eat whatever I serve on my plate. And usually I have it set up for specific brand that I'm eating cooked. So I already kind of have it specified. And either way, like I said, if even if you're just consistent with your measurements, um, as far as tracking your weighing and all that good stuff, you're going to get pretty consistent results, even if you're wrong by X percent. Um, it doesn't matter. Consistency is going to trump everything here. So that's what you would definitely want to focus on. Yeah. And then I even See? ran into real quick, I, I even ran into the, to the, the, the greatest question of my life, do I, do I track the olive oil that I'm cooking my meat in or putting on my broccoli when I bake it in the oven? Um, and I decided, yes. yeah, even if I'm not consuming all of it, yeah, I'm going to throw it in there. And I know there's a little bit of olive oil left over in the pan and maybe the steak's not really absorbing that much of it, but it's near the food that I'm cooking. I'm just going to throw it in there. And if it's off by a little bit, it'll be off by a little bit consistently. So it'll kind of zero out. Common offenders you see is sauces, oils, and uh, drinking your calories is kind of like the big ones that people are not being aware of. Um, if you can kind of at, incorporate that and take the extra st step and just do it, you're going to notice a discrepancy in a lot of different calories that you're adding that you think that don't exist. They do count. You know, you don't have to count calories, but all your calories are going to count. See. Wait, the hamster's the hamster's turning. <laughs> never mind. I can't squeak, connect squeak, it. Squeak. Yep, never mind. Um, but I think we kind of covered this one pretty well. I definitely want people to share this with someone. I know this is a very big conversation that people have, um, doubts even that people are still going through. 
no matter where you're at in your uh, fitness career, your health journey, um, hopefully this becomes very informative information, applicable stuff that you're taking away right now. Maybe listen back to this episode, share this, screenshot it. We want kind of create more awareness around this particular topic and just in general, this message that we continue to provide for our listeners. But boys, do us the honors. Hey, uh, do you guys know what you call a, a pencil that doesn't work? Pointless. Oh, wow. That's pretty common sense, damn it. Fuck. <laughs> yeah, that's that's those are the best ones. Um I, I got in trouble last night. Oh um, shit. Yeah. Jen said you need to do more chores around the house. And I asked, can we change the subject? And she, she said, more chores around the house need to be done by you. Technically correct. Yes. The best kind. Yes. That's not true. I help. I promise. <laughs> oh, it was a joke. Man. Come check it out if you don't you don't believe me. All right, listeners. <laughs> if you like this stuff, go ahead and subscribe. If you're new, you haven't already, this just notifies you when we drop three episodes a week consistently when you can get some good information, entertainment, and so on and so forth. Until the next one. Hey guys, if you enjoyed this episode, please make sure to go to leave us a five-star rating and review. That simply helps us get out in front of more people as well as follow us on Facebook at the Next Level Show private forum. Check us out on Instagram as well at the Next Level Show. My personal page is at John Alva Fitness. Gabe is at Prime and Glory and Mike is at Mike Nellis P.